Hey, welcome to the weekend sober. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is this is Kim. This is Catherine. Let's talk about we're, some things that have been on our minds. Yeah. So we we were thinking a lot about where we ended last week, and that was um, talking about where our patterns of drinking began. I'm and glad you remembered because all of a sudden I totally <laughs> yeah, forgot. She blanked. <laughs> Catherine forgot. There but, the ADHD again. <laughs> <laughs> but we were, last week, we were wanting to give you a, an idea, a little bit more, you know, a glimpse into who we are. That's and right. That's right. There, there it is. Um, so we're going to continue down that road. Yeah. We're, we're going to bring it to the present, but also not having all those tools in our toolbox back then kept leading to when difficult times arise, realizing that looking back on it, that we had been using alcohol to cope. Exactly. And, um, yeah, uh, to be honest, like I have like my heart is pounding. It's been I feel like sick to my stomach the last couple of days. And I think it this brings up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of um, brings up a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions, yeah. because there were a lot of things not, not just like emotional, maybe small traumas, nothing huge always. But God, to have relied on this one thing mm-hmm. through big and small is what just floors me. And it's still like the anxiety. It's like, oh, at this time, this would have been like, oh, let's just have a glass of wine and do our podcast if I had to talk about something. Oh, That's totally. what I would have done. Yeah. So, because it's sitting with those hard emotions yeah. and those scary feelings. Right. That's what sobriety is all about. And so that's what we're going to do right now. We're right. going to make you listen to some of our hard It's stuff. not easy. No, it's, it's not, not easy. And it's not know, easy. We might have been painting rosy, happy pictures because we are so much happier being sober. But so for these feelings that come up when you feel the anxiousness and you feel that like impending frustration, it's like, what? okay, now that's with the, the tools. Hard, it's the hard work. It's but you're so work. much better for it. So much Rather better than for numbing it. And, and avoiding. So anyways, here, yeah. here we go. So we finished talking about, you know, we both went to a boozy college. Mm-hmm. And then we, it was time to grow up. It was time to move yeah, on. I didn't and, grow up, though. No. Okay. We both didn't really, <laughs> no, didn't really grow up. I moved to so, San Francisco and, uh, like, kept So the, you moved to San Fran. And I did another four years of college, quote, unquote. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot of college friends out there. We just continued. Okay. All right. So I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. similar. Um, had a little bit of a party here in New York. And then I moved back to Greenwich for a couple of years. And then... I don't know you. I didn't know you moved back home. Yeah. Well, I didn't live at home. But oh, um, I lived with my sister. Mm. But then Ed and I moved to Boston in 2007. And we got engaged. So... Yeah. That's when we got engaged. We no, we got married then. Okay. Yeah. We got married in 2008. And so when did, so we both had kids about the same time. So Audrey right. was born in 2010. Yep. Okay. Brayden was born in 2011. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's when, up we're until, gonna, yeah. up until that point, I feel like we were still kind of, both of us had similar patterns in drinking in yeah. terms of, in, like we would both just sort of like get shit faced on the weekends. Right. And work during the week. Post San Francisco, I yeah. moved back to Connecticut and got my master's, hunkered down, still had crazy weekends because that's all I had time for. Um, but not always because I was living at home 
and then moved up to Boston. So that's when I feel like in, oh God, I don't even know, 2004. I do know. 2004 was where my real professional career started, I feel. Kind of like me because I graduated college same? in 2004. Oh but God. then There we go. The then, old shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so funny. But we are so similar because we both got our master's in teaching. Yeah. We became teachers. Yes. And had kids, got married from Connecticut. I know. It's weird, huh? And And we both had raging headaches yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) We Okay, Um, so anyway, so then we moved to Boston um around the same time. Yeah, and I had a lot of friends from high school. We loved the finals. But but for the most part it was a work hard, party hard kind of Scene, like it, in that you you really only drank on the weekends, right? Correct. That was like me. Yes, except and, for a couple times when like the Red Sox were going on. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, and then you stopped working when you had Audrey, right? No, oh. I continued for two years. Okay. Or, yeah, I don't know. We moved to Needham, but I had been okay. teaching in Needham. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, so we're jumping back and forth and kind of <laughs> like well, learning about kinda, cat. Yeah, we're yeah. just trying to like figure out like. Let when, me put it this way. When okay. Audrey was little, I wasn't seeking out mommy friends. That had got it. That that didn't uh, that whole thing didn't appeal to me when a lot of people were. I felt like it was too forced and I wasn't in a place where I wanted to do that. Okay, so for me, I was. I knew I wasn't going back to work. I was not going back to teaching when I had Brayden. Mm-hmm. We still lived in the south end of Boston uh-huh. and I needed support. I wanted friends because yeah. I was And the, that was it. I was t- I needed to focus on my career and juggle having a child, and that was really stressful for me. So whereas I wasn't seeking out friendships, I was seeking out normalcy and a balance. And, I mean, alcohol was still, it was like weekend time. Yeah. I wasn't really drinking that much at that point in my life. I wasn't either. I When I had Brayden, because I was the first of my friends to have a child, um, I wanted... I need a a connection and but I remember with my mom friends in Boston putting the babies in the carriers and going out to a bar with them in the ergo like baby Bjorn I always thought that was so cool (laughs) yeah right and having a glass of wine I remember taking we had pictures taken in the bar Mm -hmm. and we thought we were so cool drinking at four o'clock in the afternoon with our babies i know it's so gross when you think about it and you know like that oh gosh it's awful like Um, there's a difference between going to a pub having a meal with friends and family or friends or whatever yeah and having a glass of wine with your child and then leaving but that was never what we did so just to clarify right i I, I, you know i remember that (laughs) well or when we had brayden like my drinking wasn't that bad. We, yeah. I did at that point in my t- in my life. I did have one glass of wine with these friends, okay. and I would go home. Yeah, my drinking was not a concern then. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem then. I know because I wasn't drinking all the time, and it wasn't my drinking did not become an issue until later. I there were no red flags then for me. I was not worried. Evan wasn't worried about me. Yeah. Um. Yes, I had. I knew how to get wasted. I had blacked out a ton in my life. And I started drinking at a young age. These are all obviously red flags over the, over my life. But right. 
it, there but were in and out of yes, it. Yes, there yeah. weren't major things going on on a regular basis right. that were concerning. And let's be honest, we still didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't, why yeah. we were drinking. Yeah. We just thought it was social fun. And, ever, we, and, it was for and fun. all the other moms were getting together and having playdates. Right. And everybody would bring a bottle of wine and everyone would have yeah. a couple glasses. And then we'd go home by 6 o'clock and nurse our kids and put them to bed. And that's right. like what... I remember that I had said to you that I was seeking out friends when I moved to Needham, whenever that was, to that drink. I remember going out with a small mom group when Audrey was like three now, maybe younger, two and a half. No, it was pre-preschool. And the mommy group like would have a glass of wine. And I was like, why aren't they having more? Yeah. Like, why can't we have more? Why, you know, and I'm like, somebody will drive. Like, I... That's still that social crutch where I was still looking for that to happen. I remember friends saying, oh, we might not want to hang out with that person. That person likes to go and have um, boozy lunches. And I was like, that sounds fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, that sounds great. I Sign know. me up. Sign me yeah. up. I'll take a nap and then I'll yeah. pick up my kid. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. I, I know. mean, it's just. I, know. Oh. I feel like there were so, there were, there, we were all encouraged to behave that way. By I don't know if it was Instagram. I if I was seeing memes, I was being given this allowance, permission to, um, to you know. I don't know. Release I, I at the end of the day. Yeah, I by, don't. I think it was a, a. It's a subset culture. I think we sought it out. I, I did. I sought it out. I can't blame it on anybody but myself because I did not stick around with friends who weren't really doing that. They didn't become my friends when Audrey was little. Like, I, you're still, and again, you're seeking things out. You're looking for things. You know, friendships develop over time. It's just the way it goes. But I know that I chose Instagram accounts. Yes. Like boozy mom yeah, whatever accounts that would have memes. Mm-hmm. So we cultivated it. I think that's really... Because I wanted to make myself feel better about the decisions right. that I made. That so this I followed these is funny rich. accounts. Yeah. Exactly. Hashtag mommy wine. Yeah. And whatever. Mommy likes her juice. Yeah. Like, oh God. <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so... I, like I said, I didn't try to think of funny memes. Right I, know, now. I can't I mean funny hashtags, funny ha- and I can't okay, think of a single I know, one. I know. Um, but so <laughs> when I moved, we left the city when once we had Chase because we had two little boys under the age of two mm-hmm. living in under a thousand square feet. So we had to get out <laughs> of the South End, and we moved to Newton, mm-hmm. and then still didn't have enough space because we had Parker there. Mm-hmm. So then we moved to Needham, and when we hmm. got to Needham. Yeah, create a really great group of all that. Yeah, families, the whole nine. Yeah, Yeah. and Needham is a really amazing town in the sense that um, there's, you know, there's a small town center that we had a house that we could walk to the town center. So we would walk to dinner and we would walk to other friends' houses and we often, I would push the kids in the stroller to play dates and... Mm -hmm loaded up like we did in the city with bottles of wine in the bottom of the stroller and so we unlike we did in newton we had that ability to sort of you know walk around and not worry about driving and there's that close-knit community feeling and meet them there definitely and is. We started doing. We started. You know, we drank a lot. It was. Ex- the kids it's were acceptable. Little. It's acceptable, and mm-hmm. and 
it was a lot of barbe- you know having barbecues and hanging out in people's backyards right. and um and drinking like that on the weekends and um you know in our town also people go to their kids baseball games and soccer practices on friday nights and everybody brings coolers full of yeah, and Drinks. I, I think and a lot of places do that. Yeah. I think a lot of towns have that culture, that yes. subset. Um, I just think, you know, having removed ourselves from it, we've realized how unhealthy it it can be. And to bring it back, like, those were not red flags because we were so excited to have groups of friends to be doing that with. And... You know, we're talking about like how did we didn't have the tools. We still didn't have those tools. We're working so hard to raise these little people. We're now stay at home moms. We are doing our best to oh freaking handle it all. It's a lot. And we didn't have the tools because we'd never cultivated them. We talked about that last episode. So here bringing it forward. And when big things came up in our lives, like for me personally, um, I'd use alcohol to drink through it yeah, and used it as like an F you to a situation, which is so ridiculous. Yeah. But again, that's what I did. I, I feel like I did as well. And I, for some reason, holidays were always really hard for me and I would get really drunk around the holidays, which is appropriate because it's right around the holidays right now. A lot of people do that, and yeah. so this is, you know, a lot of people do. And um, a red flag for me was... Recently. Um, like, for when you start... When did your red flag start? Um, probably within the last three or four years of same. my drinking. 100%. And, and, and honestly, it was my husband sitting me down mm-hmm. and telling me that he was worried about me. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be after a heavy night of drinking and... Yeah. Um, you know what he often used to do, which I hated? He would say, um, we need to talk about last night. Oh. He'd be like, oh, that phrase. Oh, or do you remember what you did? Ooh. Oh. I, I, never, I never really blocked, blacked out. Okay. I, well, that's good because that phrase is the worst. Do you remember, do you remember what you said? Yeah. Oh. I mean, there oh. were, I browned out, right? I would definitely forget certain parts and I, that feeling I know like oh oh yeah last night was fun and trying to pretend I don't remember certain parts of it that it was fuzzy or whatever yeah. um but yeah same it happened about four years ago and I, I you know I guess I remember coming at, like being at somebody's house and coming home at one in the morning on like a Wednesday yeah having the best time and Ted's like what are you doing a Wednesday night you have to and I all I was thinking was I just have to get the kids to school and off and then I can you know go to sleep or go work out and carry on with my day oh I'm I re- so glad. I, I remember going I to a <laughs> um a preschool mom's night out um to like a neighbor's house but I did have to drive because it was far oh, enough everybody that I had would be to drive those um, I think yeah, right. But I had to drive. But I figured it was it was only like it wasn't that far. Cause I but I I knew that it was a little dicey that I had to drive. Right. I was there with moms I didn't know very well, and somebody had to drive me in my car home because I was too drunk, and I I don't remember who it was. <laughs> So if you're listening, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for the ride home. Thanks for the ride home. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. that's awful. That's really I embarrassing. I know. 
I know. I know. Uh, I mean, it's not funny. I I laugh because of the shame, I feel, obviously. And we laugh because we're embarrassed. But I am so fucking grateful that I never have to experience that again, honestly. And for me, it was... Those are red flags, obviously. Those are red flags that I chose to ignore. Yeah, and my I would say the red flags started really presenting themselves for me where I was like, oh, maybe this is a problem about right before COVID because I realized I was looking, at, I was drinking to um, piss off my husband, yeah. to be quite honest. Oh, I did that a lot too. Like, yeah, like, it's so, yeah. again, that immaturity, going yes, back yep. to that young place where you didn't know how to deal, mm-hmm. so sad, um, yet I knew it made him angry. Mm-hmm. that I would get out of control or I'd want to just push the party a little bit more and say, nope, I'm not going home. Because for whatever reason, I had the inability to be able to communicate him my needs and my wants about bigger things. So I was acting like a child. Yes. Acting like a teenager. Especially, so Catherine, I think you and I have this similar experience in that our husbands both approached us several times mm-hmm. and asked us to rein it in and um, control our drinking and that's how we knew we knew to stick it to him was to not you know exactly it was so childish it was so childish and we both we both again very similar what's (laughs) funny about it though is if you talk to my husband about it he will say he says to everybody you know Catherine did this all on her own she did it without any basic impetus from anybody else and I think to myself, well, that's not really true because now that I've been sober, I can see the journey of getting there. It was never like, oh, pass, fail, pass, fail. Oh, I'm going to go out and be sober tonight or not going to drink. And then I fail. It was never that. I never gave myself that chance to go out and be so- sober in an evening because that wasn't the choice. My choice came after the trauma of losing my father and realizing that alcohol is a depressant. And that depressant was not working for me. And I'm like, why am I going to try and build up to having it work again? Mm -hmm. Like, why? And you had been on that journey, like I'd said, and that really gave me a lot of pause. Well, if Kim can do it and we're so similar, then hell, I can do it too. Um, I Totally. I, yeah, same with me. I never attempted to stop drinking um, all those times that I was confronted and Evan asked me to stop, in my mind, I always thought, hell fucking no, I can't. You're like, it's I'll not try to moderate. Yeah, I'll try to moderate. I can't even fathom having to let go of alcohol. Yeah. I couldn't even go out and have one glass of wine without completely obsessing over my next glass. Yeah. So it was so hard to even, I couldn't make it through dry January. I couldn't make it through. So you full, tried. You so tried I tried, that, but, but, it, but I never, it never in my mind, I never got to that point of thinking, I have a problem, so right. I need to, to, to rein this in. I, I need to right. change my behavior. Like I, I never went there. I was like, yeah. I'm going to be on good behavior for a little while so I right. can earn back my drinking 
privileges. privileges. It's so true. That's what it yeah, was. That's exactly right. And it's that, so, like we go back, I said the word subculture earlier. That's what it was. It's you're, you're in a culture of drinking and having it be acceptable. Yeah. So you don't really think you need to stop. Yeah. So that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to be a girl for a little while and, pr- and show to everybody, all my friends that right. I don't have a problem. Right. I'm going to be really well behaved at the holiday party this year right. and not fall on my butt on the dance floor so everyone forgets all about how I did that the year before. Right. <laughs> it's not going to be me this year or It's something. not going to be me yeah. this year being the drunk idiot. Yeah. So, you know, that's what it was. And it was like, I'm going to just like be really good for a little while just so I can earn my drinking privileges back like that's what it, and like that's an awful way yeah. to live after a really bad one um and this is really when it changed we went to my cousin's wedding and we had had a i had had a really bad night and i blew up and was like let it all like a festering blister like it, i just let oh, it out like really that visual and think about it that's exactly yeah. what it was like it was it's that sick. that's exactly what it would it would be like yeah yeah so to rein it in, I was like, oh, well, I am going to have some. He's like, you better not drink at your cousin's wedding. And I'm like, oh. okay. Yeah. I had a drink and then a lot of water and I had another one. And I'm like, look at me. I can do this. Yeah. But <laughs> you obs- you thought about it the whole time. Well, I, I was on pins and needles because we were in such a bad place yeah. that night that uh, yeah. I w- wanted to be on my best behavior. Yeah. So it wasn't obsessing over the drinking. It was obsessing on how I appeared yeah. to him and appeared in control. So I was able to do that. I don't know. So much mental anguish. So much, I know. you know, that you put yourself through that is so unnecessary that you don't need to do that. To think that we we did that to ourselves, um, but again, rounding it back to the toolbox. Yes, when toolbox. you do not know how, and I, Kim and I both are in therapy, and I've been in therapy on and off for years. Love me my therapy, love it. But the uh, manipulation around not treating alcohol as part of the problem for me. Yes, because even if she said maybe it's drinking do you see that is the common theme i'd be like well maybe but yeah i want to fix the problem uh, totally Does that make sense? yes so i remember um laying on the mat during bar three at the end we always had this mindfulness like this mm-hmm. three minutes of, yeah. yeah and i used to often leave during class because i, I know. fucking hated it because it did. made me think and it made me feel <laughs> you couldn't tune and out i'm I like there goes kim i'm like i can't say goodbye to her because she's walking out or i'll give you a little wave from yeah. the floor because i couldn't <laughs> handle those three minutes of just being in my thoughts and it was so difficult and i use and i remember liz the instructor saying one time like Think of something that you need to work on and, and think of something that you want to forgive yourself for. And I remember mm-hmm. laying there, and this was probably like three years ago, mm-hmm. and I was hungover on the mat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to forgive myself for all that I'm drinking. And I remember thinking that to myself. Wow. It, That's but, big. but I was so upset with myself for even letting my mind go there. Mm-hmm. I was like mortified, I was angry. And Isn't that funny how our mind works? And, yeah, I was, like, ashamed within yeah. my own thoughts. Because your conscience and, yes. was telling you to stop yep. thinking about that and protecting you yeah. from, from... And I was... Wow. And then I refused to do breath work for, like, another year. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was very telling for me. That mm-hmm. was really... That was... Talk about a red flag. That was a red flag. 
I mean, I had like totally. a moment. I had but a you moment. didn't know it was a red flag because no. you were able to talk yourself out of out it. Out of it. So I was that's, like, I don't that's have, something yeah. for everybody to think yeah. about. Are you talking yourself out of thinking you have a problem? Yeah. Then that's a red flag. That's a red flag. That's an easy one to recognize. Yeah. Are you reading a book like Untamed and saying, oh, yeah, I'll do everything but that? Yeah. Well, guess are you, what? That's are you listening to us and saying, oh, well, I never got as drunk as Cam did. did. And yeah. I never like got so drunk I don't remember who drove me home. Well, guess what? I never really blacked out like Kim did, but I still had a problem. Yeah. Right? I mean, it everybody's different. You everybody's can't, different. If, you're, if you are even justifying your own behavior, then that's maybe something you want to... Yeah. I mean, if you are at all worried about your behavior, it might be worth looking at yourself a little bit closer. Definitely. Closely. And, and, you know, we talked earlier how, you know, A wasn't for us and Kim did some programs with the Luckiest Club and yeah, online um, support. But one thing that we did do and are doing is therapy. And yeah. that works individually for us. And no us. matter what path you take in sobriety, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're working on yourself, yep. that's what's most important. Definitely. So, mm. Well, I think this is all really good stuff that, you know, we continue to explore in, in talking about our past. and, yeah. and, and um, I feel my heart's not racing yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's so it funny. I knew so, this piece yeah. meant something. I have to talk it out. Always yeah. good to talk it out. Yep, for sure. Um, reach out to us if you have any questions or you want to hear about anything. Yeah. And if you got, got you some jobos. <laughs> The damn Jobos. <laughs> I haven't called us back yet <laughs> for a sponsorship. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, have a good one. Peace out. Bye. Bye.